I always have bloopers. <laughs> Great way to start the show, honey. Thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is Claire, and I am joined this morning by someone who holds a near and dear place to my heart, my fiance, Megan. So if you all welcome her to the show with open hearts, that would be awesome. It is Sunday morning. We are kind of just taking our time getting around. Drinking our coffee. And we were scrolling through our phones, looking at the news, and we just, I knew I had this assignment, and um, I just kind of felt like now was a good, clear time to talk about the, the social issue that I chose for this project, and that is um, inequality for women in sports administration and coaching. And the lack of representation of women and women holding higher roles in the sports industry. So, with that, um, uh, we can, I guess, begin. Um, I feel like before we start, I feel like you can't talk about inequality um, or lack of women in administrative roles in sports administration without talking about lack of equality like everywhere like it's not just sports administration like this is just like a very like micro example of something that is an issue relatively everywhere like it it, you know it's um it's definitely no it's definitely a problem within within all I feel aspects of society Mm -hmm. definitely um and I you know and I think that's you're right. We can't we can't begin to talk about lack of women in sports unless we acknowledge that there is just a lack of women in power in general. I mean, and like basic oppression of women worldwide. Like we are very privileged to live and reside where we do and to have the rights and privileges that we do. But I mean, talking about you know women of color or you know women in countries where you know general mutilation is still a thing. Like it's just it's a really a systematic issue that, you know, is at the root of devaluing women. Um, Definitely. I feel like women are constantly denied access to rewards or resources or even opportunities in jobs that they deserve. Or being told that they're not good enough, not strong enough, not as smart as their male counterparts. Just, it puts them on, you know, a lesser playing field to begin with, like from the very beginning. Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's something that our society thinks that they have combat by, you know, companies saying, Oh no, we're diverse because what you have one woman in a room full of you know, surrounded by nine other men. Well, and we have a pretty girl who reports on the sport, so that makes it okay, right? Exactly, yes. <laughs> So we have the, you know, our sideline reporter is female. So, you know, throw one in there. We'll be okay. Right. Um, so I guess that kind of, let's bring it, let's bring it back to sports as we're talking about um, in particular. Did you play sports growing up? I did. I did. Yeah. What did you do? What did you, you play? Um, I started playing volleyball in middle school. Um, and I played that through high school. I was um, a freshman on the varsity team. Um, I had male coaches though, surprisingly, like things like the whole time. And you never had a women's coach. They were all men. 
Yeah. And I swam um, and I played basketball. And actually, I had one female coach swim like my sophomore year of high school. But yeah, I'm, I'm almost positive. She was the head coach um, of the girls team. And then she assisted for the boys team. Coaching males, mm-hmm. which is we'll we'll dive into that a little bit later. <laughs> um, but if I told you that the current number of women's head coaches in women's sports is forty two point six percent compared to fifty seven point four percent of males coaching women, what's your first reaction to that? I was like honestly closer than I would have anticipated. Like the fact that that's even like broaching a fifty fifty is. So we're it's making surprising. progress. What happens if I only told you that less than 3% of women coach in men's sports? So why is it why is it 50-50 on on one side of, you know, oh men men can teach women's in fact more men coach women's sports than women. Than women. Huh. But then only 3% of women Less than three percent of women coach in men's sports. I think it's and no head coaches. Men have always like had to take a stand as the dominant power, which is interesting. That like they feel. I mean, like it has to be so proclaimed, but they. I mean, obviously, a man might be assumed to have a greater like voice or power to lead a group of men, and also subsequently a group of women. Therefore then might maybe vice versa. Like a woman would have the power to lead a group of men because yeah. she just can't yeah. understand football, right? Yeah, apparently. I don't <laughs> understand it. So Are have you any female football coaches? Like, but are there any, like, NFL female but football coaches? I think there's like a couple, like, one or two assistants. Okay. I know for sure in, in basketball. I know the Spurs have a, a women's head coach, or assistant coach. But, so, do you know who Hope Powell is? I do not. Okay, she was a very successful um, women's coach. But the question was, would she ever be able to translate over to the men's side? Okay. And so someone wrote an article about her. And I'm going to read you some of the comments that were in the, um, were made after the, the article. Okay. No reason women can't win, but it would be awkward taking post-game showers in front of them. <laughs> she will struggle to connect with players, which is what you were saying. Is that a woman, they're saying that a woman will have a hard time connecting with a man. Well, like, everybody had a mom, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, right? No, it's like, what? <laughs> Nobody had a hard time connecting with their mom. I mean, I'm not saying for everybody's mother relationship, but. <laughs> and then this is, this is another one that got me. We should leave the successful coaches to do what they do best, manage women. Oh. Dang. Like, what? That's just, like... That's also, crazy. like, I don't know why you would shower in front of your coach, period. Like, that... Yeah, that's a little weird. That comes down to, like... Uh... <laughs> it's just... Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't think women who have male coaches think about that because their coaches don't even go in the locker room with them. But if that's the way it's going to be, then like what, only women can coach what, female sports, right? 
that I just it just blows my mind that there is like such like a you know like as a society we think that we're we're equal but we're not we're not and I think it's not just in the coaching roles but in administrative roles as well um so something that's interesting is the International Olympic Committee and FIFA have never had a female president or leader in their existence and based on a research done by the Sydney Score, Scoreboard Global Index, shows that women chaired only 7% or 5 of 70 international sports federations and only 12 of 64 CEO positions, which is 19%. Well, you can't say anything is equal unless the numbers are clearly 50-50, right? Well, gender balance in a company is like considered to be between 40 and 60%. Okay. So if we're at seven percent and nineteen percent, where does that leave us? We're not even we're not even in the ballpark of being equal. Well and then who can advocate for all of the female athletes if no one is representing them, you know, higher up along the line? Exactly. We don't have we don't have it's like, okay, we'll give you a voice, we'll give you one person. But, you know, say there's a vote, that one vote's going to be outvoted every time if it comes down to a situation and, and along those lines. And I think it's it's something that, you know, like, without having those voices in the room, like, that could lead to just less diversity decision-making when it comes to problem-solving and strategic planning when it comes to on the behalf of women and advocating that women need to be in these conversations not to mention i think just the the lack of value of the female insight and the ability of a woman to bring ideas to the table and to present good ideas and to have valuable information that can be useful to planning these events on such large scales like we're talking about the olympics here like this is watched by everybody and we're not even bringing women to the table to discuss how we should do that what is that what are we trying to say and teach to our children when we say yes a woman or a boy and a girl are equal but that a girl who loves sports that maybe wants to work in sports one day doesn't even have like that role model to look up to and be like oh yeah i can do Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that Michelle Obama touched on. Have you read her book, Becoming? I have not, but I've watched the movie, the, the documentary yeah, on her book tour. Yes, yes, we did just finish that. Good one, by the way. If you haven't had a chance, pick a, co- a copy of that. This is not a sponsor. Not a sponsor at all. <laughs> just so actually legit, I do love her book. But anyways, she she go she goes to show that a girl from the South side can become, excuse me, South side of Chicago can become the first lady of the president or of the United States. But why can't she become president? We've never had a female president. We need to have one. It's about time. Right. But you know, those girls have a lack of, female role models to look up to in sports and that's a problem and that's something that we need to fix 
Do you know what a SWA is? Or what it's short for? I do not. It's a senior women's administrator. Okay. So it's the top female role, uh, top role position that a female could hold in college athletics. That okay. a female has to hold in college athletics. Okay. Every school, like, have to have one. Every school has to have one for, because of Title IX. What's her job? It's to ensure that Title well, it can have a, a, a lot of forms of jobs, but it's to ensure that women's inequality in, in regards to Title IX is met. Do you know what Title IX is? Oh, yeah, so uh, an accident in 1972, it was to combat discrimination against women at all edu- educational levels, including athletics. Um, and basically what it states is that sex discrimination is banned from any educational program or activity seeking to receive or currently receiving federal assistance. My question is, is that if they want to make sure that, you know, a senior women's administrator, that this is foul, followed. Why isn't there a senior men's administrator? Why isn't there an <laughs> SMA? <laughs> Everybody above the senior women's administrator must be a man, right? Because she's reached the highest role that she can obtain in, in sports administration is my understanding of what you're explaining to me right now. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, it just... What it really comes down to is that we say we're equal, but when you look at the stats and the numbers of the women who hold power, we're not necessarily always the leader. Well, we're, was, a lot of, we're a lot of workers. I was reading a book yesterday that... Um, it said something along this effect. It was talking about inequality in hospitals um, and medical settings and how if you look at the statistics, the number of women to men are pretty even overall. But if you look at the positions that they hold, they're not. They're not. It's the women who are the workers while the men are the bosses. So, you know, those those percentages are perhaps equal in sheer numbers of you know, people working there, but it's, you know, all the women at the bottom half and all the men at the top half, you know. How would you start to approach this more? How do how do women do you think need to get their foot in the door? Our call to action. Um yes. what is what is women's call to action? I think it it starts from the very beginning at home. It starts from not teaching girls that they can only do ballet and their brothers go to soccer. It's signing little kids up for co-ed youth leagues and teaching our kids that they're, you know, just as capable and that, you know, teaching our boys that, you know, girls are strong and just as worthy of respect and power as men are. And, it starts there and then it has to go all the way up with encouraging our girls to look into STEM careers and encouraging our boys to take up art and ballet. And just that, you know, like it has to be, it has to be something that happens on all sides and it has to start at home, just I believe with anything. And ultimately we have to start putting more women into positions of power because it, it's not equal and you can't say that it is until there's equal representation around the boardroom table and there's, you know, equal voices and 
diversity showing up and coming to the conversation. I, I think you nailed it on the head is that for me, I feel like as someone who, who works in sports, it's, it's almost my job and, and duty to show, eventually show my kids that, hey, if, you know, if my logo growing up, hey, if you want to, you know, be the president of the United States, you can. If you want to be the athletic director at Michigan State, you can. And, it, and that it's attainable and it's possible. And, you know, if my son came to me and was like, Mom, I want to do ballet, I'd be like, okay. I'm not a go ask your mom. Like, <laughs> I know nothing about ballet. Um, just, you know, I think the underrepresentation of women in athletics hinders the success of future women and future generations and only further enforces the power hierarchies among men and women. And that we can say we're we're becoming more equal, but it's time that we start showing it. I think all we can do is keep calling attention to these, you know, inequalities, um, not just, you know, between men and women, but in a lot of aspects of our life and, you know, just kind of use our voices, get loud about it and point out that like, it's not okay. And that we got to fix this. Exactly. And, and I think that this morning, that was just kind of something that, and not even just this morning, it's something that you and I have kind of been talking about the past couple of days when I, you know, I had shared this project with you and you were like, that sounds, you know, so cool. So I'm, I'm so happy that you wanted to, to join, to join me this morning and talking about that with everyone. And thank you everyone for listening to us ramble on a little bit sometimes about, about the issues that our country is facing, but it's something that, you know, I feel passionately about, and then I know that Megan also feels passionately about. So thank I you. This is my opinion. <laughs> this is true. This is very true. All right. I hope everyone has a great rest of their Sunday. And be, be kind. Be kind to one another out there.